even though you might own different mutual funds, if they own the same things, you're again, not really diversified. Hello, this is Mark Silverman, managing member and founder of Silverman & Associates, and I'm also a certified financial planner professional. I wanna welcome you to the Saving with Silverman podcast. I'm glad you're here. Each week we'll discuss different financial planning topics because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. Mark, I can't recall how many hundreds of times you and I have talked about diversification and how your portfolio needs to be diversified. From what you see, how does the average person typically define diversification? I talk to lots of different people, and I think most people don't even understand what diversification is. I think most people realize that they need to be diversified because you know people like us are telling them that they need to be diversified. But I see people who feel diversification is just simply they're in a mutual fund, they're diversified, or they own a ton of different mutual funds, not knowing what type of funds they are, but just owning a bunch of mutual funds. You know, I've had I've seen extreme cases where somebody's had every single option in their 401k checked, so they had a portion of their money invested in each mutual fund, no matter what kind it was, and they feel they were diversified. But I think the average person probably doesn't truly understand one, what diversification is, and two, why it's important to have diversification. In your experience, and I know you've been doing this for a very long time, how much emphasis do you see the average investor placing on the idea of diversification? Well, based on my last comment, I think they don't put a lot of emphasis because they don't really understand what that means and why it's important to have diversification. So, and to kind of explain what diversification is in its simplest terms is how much you have in in say three asset classes, stocks, bonds, and cash. And that's very simplistic. We could break that down even further. And if you get talk about bonds, you know, are we talking about short, medium, or long-term? Are we talking about high grade or low grade, junk bonds, investment grade bonds, you know, treasuries, et cetera. And on the stock side, we can talk about small, mid and, and large cap. We can talk about micro cap. We can talk about international versus US. We can even break it down to even, you know, value versus growth. So there's lots of different ways to diversify. And I think it's important to understand why do we diversify? It's because we know that things don't move always at the same pace. Stocks will maybe typically will do better than bonds, but not always. So we have the right mixture there so we can control the risk and everybody's risk is different. So it's understanding, you know, how much risk you're willing to take and how much return you're willing to take. And typically saying most times when you take more risk, you get more return. And so it's understanding that and having the right combination and adjusting that combination as time goes on, because as you get closer to retirement, you probably want to have less risk in the market than you would, meaning more bonds in your portfolio than stocks, et cetera. When you're younger, you probably have more stocks in there because you want more growth because you don't need that money till a decade, two, three decades later, et cetera. You're listening to Saving with Silverman with the one and only Mark Silverman, and we're talking about a very important category here, and that is diversification, very important concept. In contrast to how the average investor might define it, let's check in with the expert now. And uh, Mark Silverman, what does diversification mean to you? It's really how much risk you're willing to take and then deciding what that asset mix looks like. Again, you know, just in simplistic terms, talking about stocks, bonds, and cash. You know, if you're what we call a balanced investor, you may be in a 60-40, which is 60% stocks, 40% bonds. We talk about which stocks should you have? Well, you can do that even owning individual stocks. You could do it owning mutual funds. You could do it owning ETF, exchange-traded funds. And then bonds, you do it owning individual bonds or using funds or using ETFs, et cetera. And which ones do you own? So it's not just the allocation that's going to give you the diversification, but even breaking it down further, 
is what that allocation looks like or what those funds are look like as far as should they be value should they be growth should they be both you know should they be small or large you know all these different combinations it's having the right mix that's going to work in your best interest over time that's going to get you you know a reasonable rate of return given the level of risk you're willing to accept that gives us all a pretty good idea of what diversification ought to be and uh, is it possible you think to be too diversified Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people, like I mentioned in the beginning of this segment, you know, may think that owning more mutual funds is going to get them more diversified. The problem is a lot of funds, let's say, and I'll pick Apple. That's a good example. So if you know, a lot of equity portfolios own Apple. So if you own 10 mutual funds and they all own Apple, if Apple goes down, they're all going to go down inside Apple. In fact, it's going to cost you more because you're owning the same positions in 10 different funds. So it's not a cost effective to do it that way. And that's what we call overlap. And we can run reports and show you how much overlap you have, which is, you know, it's hard to, to understand that when you own funds because of the fact that a lot of funds own the same thing, especially if you're in the same fund family, if there's the same portfolio manager of that fund, a fund manager, if they like Apple in one, they're probably going to like Apple in the other funds. And if you own all those funds, you're owning a lot of the same positions. So you're truly not diversified, even though you might own different mutual funds. If they own the same things, you're, again, not really diversified. So it is possibly overly diversified, which would negate each other. You know, if you own a lot of the same stuff, it's negating what it's doing. And it's not actually serving its purpose of what diversification does. Mark, if you would describe a scenario where you look at a very non-diversified portfolio and made it better. A lot of people own positions, especially where I probably see this the most, is somebody that works for a company. You know, and I'll pick Raytheon's probably the most prevalent one here in town, but somebody that has a lot of Raytheon stock. And it may be restricted. It may not be restricted. If it's restricted, obviously, you're kind of limited. You can't do much with it. We can certainly work around that, though. But if somebody has stock and they're able to reduce some of that position, we can diversify away some of that risk by building a portfolio that's going to match what their goals and objectives are and their risk tolerances, time horizon, all these different things. And we build a financial plan and looking at all these different aspects and working around, you know, people that have, you know, large concentrated positions in certain stocks. Sometimes it happens by people that just buy stock and they keep buying the same stock. But a lot of times it happens for companies that you work for. And even though you may love the company you work for, which you should, if you're working for them, it may make sense to reduce some of that risk because if something works to happen to that stock, you know, a good example would be Enron, you know, people that work for Enron had large positions there. We all know what happened with that. So, you know, that's an extreme example, but I think it's important to understand that you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket and diversifying some of that risk away makes a lot of sense, especially as you're getting closer to retirement and certainly in retirement. So you're not dependent on just what happens with that one company. Mark, it's so important for everybody to be diversified and diversified in the right way. Diversification, the whole concept, a lot of folks, as you've explained, don't really understand it and probably have a lot of questions about it and would like to come in and have a conversation with you or at least have that uh, retirement ready phone call for a few minutes. Uh, tell us uh, what happens when you get into a conversation with one of our listeners about this whole concept. Well, what it is, it's an introductory call, like you mentioned. We're going to spend some time on the phone, just kind of feeling free to ask me questions. I'll get some information from you. Uh, we'll talk about our financial uh, life planning process, what's entailed. Obviously, we talk about your por- your investments, your portfolio, but there's much more to it. We'll talk about estate planning, insurances, You know, what kind, do you need insurance? What kinds? What's the best type if you even need it? Uh, we'll talk about you know estate planning. We'll talk about risk management. So it encompasses a lot of different factors. You know, we're going to talk about everything that you thought about in your financial life, as well as things that you may haven't thought about yet, long-term care, et cetera. 
So, you know, it's the first step in the process. And the only way we can determine if we're going to work well together is to have this conversation. This is just the first step. And again, this is just a conversation, an introductory call. I'm not going to hear trying to tell you that I'm going to offer you a guaranteed annuity that's going to give you all these great things and all these promises that I hear on the radio of people promising all these things, which sound too good to be true, which I can tell you if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So I'm not an annuity salesperson. I'm a certified financial planner. And there's an extremely big difference in what I do versus what a lot of these other people who are who are putting themselves out there are offering. You've been listening to the Saving with Silverman podcast. If you have any questions at all about your financial situation, please give Mark Silverman a call. Again, his number is 520-333-7601 or go online to savingwithsilverman.com. For Mark Silverman, I'm Ron Stutz. We'll see you next time on the Saving with Silverman podcast. The Saving with Silverman podcast is brought to you by Silverman and Associates Wealth Management, LLC, based in Tucson, Arizona. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to shows. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Saving with Silverman to find us or visit savingwithsilverman.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Mark, and to learn more about how to make smarter decisions with your money. Did you know that Mark Silverman also has a radio show? Tune in to Saving with Silverman Saturdays and Sundays at 3 p.m. on AM 790 KNST. All matters discussed on this show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of Silverman & Associates Wealth Management LLC and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, Silverman & Associates Wealth Management LLC makes no representation as to its accuracy or completeness. This show shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Arizona or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through Silverman & Associates Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through Silverman & Associates, an affiliated company.